All right, well, hey, good morning, Shakopee Campus. Surprise, surprise, you get some live teaching today. Are you excited to be in church today? Man, I'm telling you, I am not taking anything for granted in this season. Seriously, just the variability to be in church be here in the house of God amongst other people, just taking the hill. I was telling our, our, our serving team, which by the way, if you're not part of a serving team, uh, I'm going to stress that as well. Please, man your battle stations. We're here and we're ready to fight. But I was saying like every single week I come to church, like I, I feel like I'm the boxer, right? Like I'm getting into the ring and I'm like, I'm ready to get, get going. I'm ready to fight because how many of us know there's a world out there that is broken and it needs the men and women of God, all of us in this place, ready to fight and take our places. Amen. So come on, come on, we're believing in that, we're, we're moving in that way, and we're fighting in that way. But last week, we celebrated 25 years as a church. Can we thank God for 25 years? It's funny because we think, well, it was all Pastor Robin. Believe me, it was a lot of Pastor Robin, Becca. But seriously, they would say it was also the, the work of a lot of people like us being faithful to this ministry. And so thank you for being a part of that. In fact, your faithfulness to this ministry since we've reopened back in May, at the end of May, we've seen 127 people respond to the gospel. Are you excited about that? Like, that's why we do this. Come on. It's incredible. So we're holding nothing back. And we're in this series right now titled Hold Nothing Back. You know, this was derived from, uh, at the beginning of the year, our vision message through Pastor Rob saying, hey, we believe that it's Acts 2020. We're holding nothing back. Come on. How many of us, we thought it was going to be us holding nothing back. We didn't know it was going to be the world holding nothing back on the world. But uh, it's been quite the thing. But this is a discipleship series. This is things that we're presenting for you so that you can take from here in this room and apply outside of this world. Week one was about surrender. Week two was about gratitude, and this week is about prayer. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about prayer. We're gonna because we need us we need our people to go and take this and apply it outside of these four walls. So come on, let's gra- let's gather, let's grow, and let's go. Right? Let's do this, and let's be a part of what God wants to do. But today, it's all about prayer. It's about God wanting to communicate with us and wanting to respond with us. And at the end of this service and at the end of this teaching, we're going to have a time of response. We're going to have some worship. We're going to close with worship and we're going to close with some prayer. But come on, today is about the, more about the why than it is about the how. Because when you think about prayer, we could sit here and we can teach for the rest of the year on prayer. It is a deep well. But today what I want to do as your, as your pastor is I want to set you up and I want to tell you why prayer matters. Why prayer is so important. Some of you who are, have been a part of faith will probably say, well, this is kind of elementary. You know, this is, this is kind of basic. And come on, how many of you know that sometimes we got to go back to the basics, right? Sometimes you got to go back to the fundamentals. If you've ever been in sports, you would tell your, your coach would tell you, hey, it's all about the fundamentals, right? If, if, if you're going to be, if you're going to be a, a pitcher, you got to know how to pitch and you got to know the, the, the small intricacies because it's going to be those things that'll set you up for greater things. So it's all about what we do when we don't know what to do. Does that make sense? Like we go back to our basics. We go back to our habits. And so what you do daily becomes what you become permanently. You hear that? What you do daily becomes what you become permanent. So practice makes permanent. So we're going to be practicing prayer. We're going to be utilizing prayer and learning why prayer is a big thing. You know, for me as a pastor, I'm always surprised when I get to talk to people and I ask them, hey, how's you doing? How's your faith walk? How's that going? And oftentimes they tell me, hey, well, pastor, I wish I could be good at, uh, I wish I could really be good at two things. I'm like, what is that? It's like, number one. I wish I could be reading my Bible more. And what do you guess, guess what number two is? They wish prayer. They wish they could be praying more. But what if I told you, maybe it's not a prayer issue, but it's a value issue. 
It's a value issue. Is that we've lost sight of what prayer actually does and how it activates the heart of a father. In fact, Oswald Chambers, a famous author, says in the most ordinary moments, we are not convinced that prayer really changes things. And yet Jesus doesn't leave that up for us, leave it up for the discussion. In fact, he says, no, prayer is the main thing. And what he does is he's uh, in the New Testament there at the beginning in the Gospels. He's in the Sermon of the Mount and he's teaching to the multitudes and he's teaching people all about prayer and effective prayer. And he, he leads us, uh, he's teaching and, and this leads us to Matthew chapter 7 where he says this. Read with me here. It says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks and receives, who, everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You parents, if your children ask you for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Now I'm reading that and I'm thinking about that. He's saying, hey, anyone who comes to him, anyone who asks, you know, it's kind of crazy because just a few weeks ago, I was meeting with a friend of ours uh, from this church. His name is Dan. And, and uh, Dan and I have a very similarities in the way that we were raised. And we, we, we weren't really raised around faith, but we knew that from an early on, it was almost as if our spirits were connected to faith in some way. Like as if God knew exactly what he was doing in our lives and setting us up, because he does, by the way. But what he did there is it, it was interesting because... We both, when we were kids going through our trauma and the trials, there would be moments where we'd be, like, we would be speaking to something. Well, in that time, we didn't know that we were speaking to God, but that was our way of communicating to God. Because it says, for everyone who asks, if you come to him, God is really ready to make a, a, a connection with you. He is ready to communicate with you. He, it, this activates the heart of the Father, as this passage says, to ask, to seek, and to do. You know, I think of Eden and Rhea, there are, Tasha and I, there are two little daughters. One's passion, the other one's compassion. But, like, they're, they're amazing. They really are. Now, me as a father, I know that they're going to need three meals a day and probably 15 snacks a day, right? Like, anyone, parent, you ever been there? But I know they need three meals a day, and so they don't need, they don't need to come ask me for a meal because I know that's part of my responsibility to them is to help them. But what they do when they come to ask me is that they're, they're realizing that I am the source to what they need. And prayer is the same way, y'all. Prayer is the same way. When we come to God, God knows what we need. He is sovereign. He is in it all. He's through it all. He knows it. And yet, but there's something significant that happens in each and every one of us when we say, God, like, could you help me? God, can you heal me? God, can you give me wisdom? God knows, and this activates the heart of the Father. And, and what's interesting is he does three things, and I really believe these three things. It's number one, prayer. When we hold nothing back in prayer, it means that he is listening. Life ever been hard for you? Anyone? Life ever been hard? Has 2020 been kind of a challenge, a little bit of a kind of a whirlwind, up and down, roller coaster ride? I know it's been that for me. But, I, but the, the thing that's very interesting is I, I love when I go to a friend and I, and I, and I talk to them and I discuss with them. And, and I, if I need a vent or if I need to just be able to have someone listen about it, is that they just listen. And all the wives in the room said, yes, like, men, please just listen. I don't need you to fix my problems. I need you to listen to me. But listen, there's something significant that happens, right? When they meet you where you're at, when they grieve with you, when there's compassion for you, when they just listen. And 1 John chapter 5 kind of sets us up for this. Is that we are confident that when he hears us, whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us, then we make our requests. When we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. 
Now, here's the thing really quick. Let me pastor you in this one moment, this, this instance, okay? I want you to know that when we pray, we're praying according to his will for our lives, not our will for our lives. Does that make sense? I've heard of people say, well, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, like, wait a second. No, your desires uh, become his desires, not his desires becoming your desires. So I need us to be very careful of that because I've been a part of conversations. I've been a part of pastoring moments, counseling moments where people have come to me and said, hey, I believe God's asking me to do this. I'm like, bro, do you understand? Like, that is actually like what you're asking for is kind of like not biblical. Like, do you understand what you're saying? And that's why it's important for us when we do come to him and when he's listening to us, that we're coming to him in a humble heart, that we're coming to him knowing that what we're asking for is something that is godly, something that is good, something that aligns with the fruits and the spirits, the fruit of the spirit. And so we need to understand that. But he loves us. He wants to partner with us. He wants to talk with us and he invites us to be able to, 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 to listen and to hear from him according to his will. Not praying with selfish ambition, not praying with things, but again, he's like, hey, but I do want to listen to you. I've listened from everyone, from Moses to Paul. I've listened to the Israelites when they were held in captivity in Israel and they needed a way out. I listened to the Israelites when they were wandering in the desert. I listened to the Israelites when they were asking for a savior. I gave them a savior. I listened to Paul and his hardships and his trials. Can I tell you, friend, he is listening to you. He is listening to you, but you got to be able to reciprocate that by being able to say something and speak something. And we do that through prayer. God is not surprised by prayer. It's not like God's up in heaven and saying, wow, that one occurred to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, I didn't see that one coming. Like things don't just occur to, to God. You know what I'm saying? Like if we really believe what the word of God says, we believe that he is sovereign. We believe that he knows it already, but there's something significant. Like I said, when my daughter Eden, when my daughter Rhea comes to me and says, dad, could you help me? Dad, would you be here for me? Because what they're saying is that I'm their source. Now I'm not perfect, but I know God who is perfect. But listen, there also comes to a point where we need to stop when it's, it's not him listening, but we need to listen. Amen. Because now he speaks to us. God, through prayer, he begins to speak to us. You know, in my friendships, going back to that, there are moments and opportunities where I just need encouragement. Like, I need wisdom. I need moments where I need to come to them like, and say, hey, I need you to just speak straight with me. Like, like I want you to, like, tell me what, what really is going on in my heart. Is there something I'm missing? And the God is very much the same way. He's like, no, no, in, in a better way, he says, I want to help you. I want to be able to speak to you. But you got to be willing to listen. James chapter 1 Verse 5, it says, if you need wisdom, it says, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. So the apostle James here is also alluding that God will also give these things to you generously. In other words, he's ready to give these things to you. He's ready to uh, allow you, but you got to be able to receive these. And, and this comes from whether it's, whether it's wisdom, whether it's peace, whether it's strength, whether it's healing friends, like he wants to give this to you, but we got to be willing to listen to the promptings that he has for us. See, because this comes from his word. It comes through the Holy Spirit. We said we're, we're a spill-filled church here. We are. We believe that the Spirit is alive and active and still utilizing and mobilizing this church to this very day. It was not lost in the times of Acts. It was not lost in the times of the New Testament. But I've seen how the Holy Spirit moves. But let me tell you this. Prayer is a partnership with God. Prayer is a collaboration with God. Prayer is saying, God, you are my source. God invites us to be able to come with them, to join with them in changing the direction of humanity and of this world. I think we need to be careful, church, that if, if we come and we say, you know what, God, would you change, would you just change me for the sake of me? 
God, would you just change me for the sake of me? God wants to change you, but he doesn't want to change you for just your own sake. He wants to change you for the sake of your neighbor. He wants to change you for the sake of your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, your aunt, your uncle, your coworker. Whoever it is, God is utilizing me, speaking to you, says, I want to do something with you. When he speaks to us, he can simply do it by directing our thoughts to something. You ever been in prayer where, like, you, you sat there and you're like, man, okay, I'm going to pray and everything. And you just keep coming back to that one thing and you feel like it's a distraction. But what if that's what God needs you to pray for? What if that's the very thing? Like, I don't know about you, but sometimes, like, it's Sunday, right? So, like, I'm thinking, like, all right, NFL starts in about... Uh, about 12, and so I can't wait, and I'm praying. I'm like, God, would you, oh, man, the, okay, who's going who's gonna to play? Like, God, would you, would you just change the world? Oh, who's going to play there? I was like, God, would you? I'm like, man, why am I doing that? What if that is God's way of saying, hey, perhaps you have allowed that thing to become an idol in your life, that it's become a distraction in your life? That is crazy. Like, I was learning that. Maybe it's indication that this topic is important, that you need to talk to God about. Now, here's what I, please hear me out. I'm not saying that the, the NFL is the devil. I'm not saying that college football is the devil or basketball or your, your kid's dance recital or anything. I'm not saying that. But what we are saying, are we prioritizing the things of God and we're allowing our spirits to hear from the things that he wants to say to us with him when, when we're praying? That's what I'm saying here. Because this is the activation of our faith. Prayer is the activation of our faith. It is the inner testimony which drives change and which also drives us to move. Because God in prayer, he moves us. Okay, like, uh, so we believe that the Holy Spirit works. We believe that the Holy Spirit is the one that mobilizes us through prayer. But let me tell you this. Let me go back to the illustration of football, right? There's a, there's a play that is typically called at the end of the game when a team is down and they need to throw up what is called a Hail Mary. And that comes from a time where it's thrown under desperate circumstances, but prayer is probably generally associated the same. You're saying, I'll run my own game plan, but until times get desperate, then I will throw it up. I'll run my own game plan, but when times are desperate, then I'll throw up a prayer. Can I tell you, what if we just run God's game plan the whole time? What if you just submit yourself to God's game plan the whole time? Come on, come on. Can we believe that, that God still does this? But oftentimes we just put the cart before the horse and we say, God, would you just do this? I'll come to you when I need you. But rather, it's, I mean, that is tough. I mean, I'm learning that hard lesson even as a, as a husband. And every time I mess up, I'm like, man, I really messed that one up. But like with, with Tasha, if I only come to Tasha when I need something from her, then that is just a transactional, uh, transactional uh, relationship that we have. That is not a transformative relationship. But what God says, no, no, I need you to come to me. Even when, when you're happy, I'm just as good when, when, I, when, when things are well that when things are bad. Like, come to me, fellowship with me, be in relationship with me. But again, I want to use you so that you can be a healing part to this world. Because prayer is this way, and we need to not lose sight of this. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, it says, pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion. It says, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Again, I like sports. I've made that clear already. I love it. But listen to me, I could sit up here. I could tell you this. Pastor Rob could tell you this. Your spouse could tell you this. But unless you're ready to receive this, you're not gonna get this. Unless you put your hands out and say, God, I'm ready for everything that you have for me, you're not gonna get it. God can't force you to do that, but listen to me. But the Holy Spirit can prompt us to do that. 
because God wants to move in your life. God wants to direct your life. God wants something that is incredible for your life. He doesn't, he doesn't just have a good plan for you. Come on, he has the best plan for you. And if you're ready to submit yourself, if you're ready, if you're ready to say, God, I'm ready to receive, I'm ready to catch it, he is gonna do something amazing. I believe that also to be able to pray in the spirit means to seek his guidance, to seek his direction, to help and constantly seek him through this prayer. The spirit which stands by the side of those people and the people that are prompted by it. Some people say, well, again, Pastor Zeus, I don't, I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to do. Well, let me tell you this. The Holy Spirit will help fill in those blanks. Again, like we said, there will be moments where he will prompt you. Even this morning, uh, the way I wake up every single morning, I wake up and I'm thinking about, okay, Lord, who do you need me to text today? Who do you need me to call? Who do you need me to send a message to? Who do I, who do I need to be grateful for? Who, 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 needs, who needs some encouragement? And this morning, a friend of mine who lives in North Dakota used to live out here. He and his family, they moved away. And I said, uh, hey, buddy, hey, Kyle, hope all is well. Hope you're doing good. I just want to let you know I'm praying for you. The Holy Spirit put you on my heart. And I hope you're doing well and keeping the faith. He says, wow, this message is right on time. He's like, me and my wife, we just transitioned to church. And we're just trying to find out if this is still for us. Can I tell you guys, the Holy Spirit wants to use you. But you will quench the spirit if you are not ready to receive it. But come on, we are people of God in this place to say, Lord, we want it all. If it's on the menu, I want it all. Because here's the reality of this, is that when we come, we come in the authority of the name of Jesus. We don't come for our sake, we come from his sake. Uh, and this is the thing, because here's the thing. Uh, last, last year, I um, had an opportunity, it was a really fun opportunity. My brother, he's got connections with NFL players and everything, and we had this kind of like VIP experience at one of the games out in LA. And, and I, I got the chance to go with my brother and experience that for my birthday last year. And, and it was really fun and, and it was really cool. But here's the thing, if I would have shown up to the gate, cause we got to like have the best seats in the house. We, had a, we were in the player coach parking lot. So we got to be a, 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 in, in front of all these people and, and around all these people. It was, it was pretty fun. But here's the thing. If I showed up to the security gate and they say, who are you? I'm here in Zeus's name. They'd be like, uh, sorry, dude, you don't mean anything here. Like go kick rocks or go fly a kite cause you don't belong here. But here's the thing. But we say, hey, no, we're, we're here with the Gordons. We're here with that family. He's like, oh, okay, right this way. Can I tell you that God works the same way? You're not probably getting in an NFL game, but what you are doing is you're getting into eternity with Jesus. You're getting into his game plan. When you're saying, God, I'm coming to you in your authority and praying backwards, it says, when we pray in Jesus' name, we pray with his identity. We speak with the voice of the Savior that whenever we pray his name, as improbable as it may seem, the Father has chosen to anoint the heart and the lips and the tongue of the people when they pray. The voice of Jesus comes out. The Son speaks for us and through us. This is why the Bible assures us that the Father is attentive to our prayers. The realization that we pray with the voice of the Savior should make us very bold in the way that we pray. Guys, I'm not up here just being loud for my sake. Guys, I'm not being up here just to be bold for my sake. I'm up here to stir up the gifts in your life. I'm up here because the Holy Spirit is prompting me to say, you know what? Like silver and gold, what you don't have, but what you do have is a spirit of the living God moving inside of you. And so we move that way. So we pray, we pray in his name. We pray in his boldness. We pray a transformational prayer. We're not praying here just for our sake. People have asked me, they say, hey man, what can we be praying for for you? I want to just encourage you. You can be praying for these things. Last two months, I felt like the Lord said every Thursday, I want you to pray and fast in the morning and pray and intercede for this campus. I don't know about you, but like, man, we've been through. It's felt, 
It felt like the mud. I mean, for the first time in my life, I felt there there's moments like, am I really, are we really cut out for this? And I've been discouraged. But every time the Lord has just brought me back and he's like, hey, I need you to pray every Thursday at 8 a.m., just pray. And I want you to invite, I want to invite you guys to do the same thing with us. In fact, if you want to be praying for us, here's a, there's a few things that you can be praying for. Unity in our church. There's so many factions. There's so many things that are going, people just... Not, not, not just saying like, hey, how, how can we be a part of this? But there's things that are just happening that is ripping our church apart. It's hurting our church. I'm praying for unity in our church. Please pray for your pastors. Pray for us. I've seen people who otherwise feel like incredible, bulletproof, be challenged in this season. We need your prayers. Pray for the mobilization of new leaders, new and old. Pray for revival, personal and corporate revival within our church. Come on, pray for new souls. Come on, this is what we are believing for. We're holding nothing back in prayer. God doesn't just have a good plan for you. Like I said, he has the best plan for you. God wants to use you. So he wants us to be confident. He wants us to be persistent. He wants us to be passionate. I mean, come on, put your back into it a little bit, y'all. Like when we're worshiping, like get into it. When we're, when we're facing the battle lines, come on, get into it. When you're ready to pray, come on, get into it. Otherwise, we're coming here and we're playing church. We're doing church. We're self-serving ourselves saying, God, I'll fill myself up and then I'll go do my thing. But come on, God wants to do something incredible in our lives. So they say, you know what? I don't want to be a church that merely survives in this season. I want to be a church that thrives in this season. I want to be a church that comes out and says, hey, I'm better than I used to be. I'm here. Why? Because I've understood how prayer works in my life. I understand that he listens to me. I understand that he hears me, that he talks to me. I understand that he moves me. You're saying, so what? I'm shy. Hey, the Bible says come boldly. So what? You're hurt. So what? The Bible says I'm the one that heals you. So what? You're broken. He says I'm the one that restores you. So what? You're discouraged. He says I will the one that give you life. So what? I have failed. He says I'm the one that has redeemed you. Come on, church. If you can't get excited for this, like I don't know what we're doing here. Like, come on, let's get excited for the. Hey, let's go ahead and stand. I want us to do this. We're not here on his authority. We're here on his prayer. Because here's the thing. God, God is not just a means to an end. Jesus is our end. And so, y'all, if we're going to do something in this life, I need us to get into it. If we're going to see God do something, I need you to get on your knees. I need you to pray at home. But whatever it is that you got to do, you got to listen from God in this moment. So I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know what you want. But listen, let's believe in what God wants to do. Come on.